Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are so happy and grateful that you've joined us on this Monday of Holy Week. What a beautiful, glorious day. It's gonna be a, it is going to be a glorious day outside. I'm one of your hosts, Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Bitson, and we are just thrilled that you're joining us this morning. Uh, like Brad said, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful really day is. outside. Yeah. We're going to take a little dive down, but... You know, maybe that's good during Holy Week, you know? This is such an awesome week. Every year, I just, there's something inexpressible about what we have here in the Catholic Church and the Church's liturgy in this this potency of Holy Week that Mm -hmm. we're just entering into. Yeah, absolutely. And and the weather, it kind of... Goes right with it, you know. Yep. You have the the Gloria. Not Palm. usually, but the, yeah, this, yeah, this year. <laughs> this year, the Gloria Palm Sunday, yeah. and then as we get midweek, it's just going to be like, oh, we're cold and empty, yeah. and you right. know, oh yeah, and exactly. and then. Uh, Boy, Easter looks pretty phenomenal in our region it does. too. Uh, so very uniquely glorious. Yeah, but but let's let's enter in prayer, Brad. Um, as all things we do at RPR, we we want to begin this this uh, hour with prayer, uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we ask that that you're with us this week as we dive deeper into Holy Week, uh, the holiest week of our Catholic life that we can make the most of it in just reflecting on your Paschal mystery and what you have done for us. And that we can also tie your Paschal mystery into our own Paschal mystery, our own lives, our own crosses, but also our own resurrections that we can have through those crosses when we rely on you. Lord God, we thank you for all the blessings that you have given us. And we just ask that you are near us always. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Janine. I think that was that was wonderful just how you brought in that really this Holy Week isn't just about remembering, right? It's not just about thinking back about what Jesus did. It's about realizing that that provides the context of our every moment of our lives. Right. Like right. We can find who we are and what's going on in our lives by looking here. Mm-hmm. by looking at, at uh, the love of Christ and what he's done to be with us, to bring us home to him, and how he, he provides an intelligibility. Um, and I'm excited this morning because as, as we start off the show, you know, you and I have talked about how, you know, each Holy Week, you, there's something powerful about it, that we've lived our lives as Catholics. Um, this is something that we've experienced time and time again. But we have in studio this morning, Michaela Wolf, who is joining us with, with us, and, and Michaela is preparing to enter into the Catholic Church. Good morning to you, Michaela. Good morning, Brad. Good to be here. We're so excited to have you on the radio this morning. I'm excited. I get to be one of your RCIA instructors, so it's just a treat to have you on. Yeah, no, going through RCA with you has been a real treat in and of itself, for sure. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. But let's tell, let's tell us a little bit about yourself, Michaela, as we're getting started. Yeah, um, well, I am going through my sophomore year of college right now at NDSU, um, studying human development and family science, which is just a big fancy 
catchphrase for I love family life. Mm. So <laughs> Me too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I um, am working to be a marriage and family therapist. Um, and as I've been entering the church, I've had so many people tell me, well, you know, you could be a Catholic marriage and family therapist. And I just am loving the idea and the yes. sound of that. So It is so needed. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm thrilled to hear you say that because uh, as the director of marriage and family life for the Diocese of Fargo, Gosh, there's there's so much need, and and especially need for someone who comes at it with a whole perspective of the human person, not just kind of a, a secular vein of like these are good human practices, but the integration of our spiritual selves as well is is so important to understanding what true authentic human flourishing is all about. Yeah, it, it absolutely is, Brad and Michaela. You know, in. And it is, um, as Fatima and the visions from Fatima when they said the final battle is on the family. Mm -hmm. And so how important it is that we have, you know, people going into the area study that you're going into, but then to also integrate it with that Catholic perspective. That's huge in, in the fight against Satan. It's just huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely needed. I mean, God is necessary for all things in life. And so especially with family life, you know, it's something that you just can't leave out. Right, mm -hmm. right. Now, Michaela, you have been just a, a delight to have in the RCA class. You ask the most penetrating questions. You're one who thinks about things deeply. Uh, so I, I'm curious, I think, as well as all the listeners to find out, like, what what was your faith like growing, faith life like growing up? Um, where are you coming from with all this? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's pretty safe to say that my faith growing up is pretty vastly different mm. um, from what it is now. I grew up um, in the LDS, Latter-day Saint Mormon Church. Um, and so, yeah, I grew up, I enjoyed going to church. I would go, we, as a family, we went to church every Sunday. I would, as a youth, I would go to youth group on Wednesdays. Um, but I think deep down, I just kind of knew that something was off, something wasn't right. Mm. I I think deep down I was longing for truth, but I didn't really know um, how or where to find it. Um, and so I just kind of went through a phase in high school where mm. I was just said, you know, I'm not really feeling like this is where I belong. Um, and so I ended up leaving the Mormon church when I was 16. That's kind of a big deal, right? I mean, to leave yeah, the Mormon church is, deal. Uh, that's... They're, they don't look fondly on that. Yeah, no, that's definitely a big stereotype is the parents kind of shutting yeah. out the kids. Um, I'm very grateful to my parents. Um, I My mom has been very supportive awesome. throughout this entire process. My dad has been a little slower to catch on, but thankfully he has been very supportive as well. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So you, you leave the Mormon church at 16, then what? I mean, where are you at that point? Yeah, um, well, I wasn't really sure where to go. I mean, I think deep down I kind of knew that I wanted to keep God in my life, but I wasn't really sure how. Um, even though I grew up with faith my entire life, it still wasn't something that was rooted deep within me. Um, and I was very lucky to have two friends with me in high school who knew everything that I was going through at the time, and they said, well, you should come to church with us, and ended up... Start, I started going to just like a Protestant non-denominational church with them, um, and I absolutely loved it at the mm. time. I mean, my eyes were just completely open to contemporary Christian music, to the idea of grace. Growing up, I didn't know what grace was, mm. and I didn't know mm -hmm. that God's grace is what saved me. So it was just com a complete turnaround um, of what I had grown up with, and I just absolutely loved it at the time. Wow. That is so cool because, you know, one of the key things you said, it was that invitation, you know, and how we as Catholics, 
and and Christians, mm-hmm. you know, that invitation, 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 yeah. you know, we that's what we're called to do is to continuously invite. Yeah, I mean, I, the sad thing is when you said you had close friends that invited you, I'm like, Catholic friends? I mean, that just doesn't sound like what <laughs> Catholic kids would do. And we as you know, Catholics so, need to do I, absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. That needs to be, uh, that needs to change. But, uh, yeah, so that that's great. So so where where did we go then? Yeah, um, well, unfortunately, no, they weren't Catholic mm-hmm. friends. I mean, coming now, going to Mass and everything in Tioga, I found out that quite a large majority of our community is Catholic, but Mm. growing up, I had absolutely no idea. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just went to church with them, um, and I would go with them on Sundays, and it was great. I loved it, but in reality, it was kind of something that only really mattered to me on Sunday Mm -hmm. during church. It was just that one-hour period on Sunday um, where I would go to church and listen to a sermon, and I would try to take it in. Um, But other than that, it was kind of really only the only part of my week where I was focused on the Lord or focused on my relationship with Him. So when did that begin to shift? Um, I would say as I entered college, so I kind of practiced this non-denominational Christianity for um, the remainder of my junior year and senior year of high school. Um, And then entering college, um, it's a big transition, yeah, yeah. of course, going from high school to college for any student. But as far as faith goes, um, I had just kind of dropped it in a sense and just kind of lost it. I mean, since it wasn't rooted within me, I didn't see mm-hmm. really any importance of it. And I got carried away in all of the temptations that college life brings. Um, so entering my freshman year of college, I was just very lost, um, living a life of sin and um, yeah, I just kind of, in a sense, lost hope, I mm. think, at that point. And I wasn't really sure where to go or who to turn to or what to do. So was that like throughout your freshman year, or how long did that endure? That was through my first semester okay. of freshman year, and then about halfway through the year, so right at the end of the fall semester there, is actually when I met my RCIA sponsor, and was introduced to the Catholic Church. Hmm. Oh, cool. Well, tell us more about that. Uh, how, who did invite you into the Catholic Church or welcome you to... How'd you meet? Where, yeah, where, where, how'd you meet? How did it all develop? Yeah, so I, I actually have two sponsors, um, mm-hmm. come to think of it. So one of my sponsors, her name is Anna. Um, she and I knew each other kind of growing up. We were in FFA together. Mm -hmm. um, And so we ended up being state officers together, um, state officers for the state of North Dakota for FFA. And that was how we met. We weren't super good friends at first, um, but she is the one that introduced me um, to my other sponsor, Brian. So they had known each other just through the Newman Center and Mm -hmm. Bison Catholic. Um, And so we introduced and Brian was kind of the one, you know, you've mentioned that I love to ask questions. He's kind of the one that got me into starting to ask some of those questions. And so we would have conversations about faith. He learned how I grew up and he would just ask me, you know, at the time what I was thought to be really, really hard questions, you know, he would just say, well, what is the purpose of your life? You know, where do you think you're going after you die? And I was just say, I was just so lost at the time. I would just say, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer to this or that or the other. And so eventually it got to a point where he said, well, Michaela, you should start asking your own hard questions. You Hmm. should come up with questions of your own. And I said, okay, that's very interesting. Maybe I'll do that. (laughs) And so that was honestly just how it all started. And I started on my quest for 
getting questions answered and my quest for truth. Yeah. Yeah. And you do an amazing job at that, honestly. I got to say. (laughs) Thank you. I've been doing RCIA for 20 years and I've never seen anyone so categorized in their questions. I was (laughs) mentioning before we got started this morning that Michaela has this notebook with like different categories of questions and answers that you've gotten, right? You want to talk a little bit about your, your catalog of, of what you, your, your progress into the church here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, with growing up, I, you know, there was just so many things that I felt like I didn't know. And so when I started learning about the Catholic Church, and of course, you know, the church is just so vast and mm-hmm. so deep in and of itself. Um, there's just like, it was like everywhere I turned, there would be another question that would pop up. I'd get one answered, but then from that answer would stem another question. And so eventually I was like, okay, I just got to write all this down mm-hmm. and kind of get it all on paper and just kind of organize it and figure out what's going on here. And so I did write down a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up categorizing them, and so I would have a category of, you know, why should I be Catholic? Why should I not just remain non-denominational Christian? You know, I'd have questions about Mary, I'd have questions about Mass, I'd have questions, you know, like, what is a rosary? Where did it come from? Mm -hmm. Um, Just all of these questions, and lo and behold, all of them were answered and just completely fulfilled within the Catholic Church. Oh, that's so cool. And, and so many of the converts to the Catholic Church, that is what they find. The problem is, mm-hmm. is our very own Catholics aren't asking those same questions. No, right. yeah. And we, we really need to all understand wherever we are on this pilgrimage, I mean, myself included, that we need to ask questions. We need to constantly ask questions and seek truth. You know, from those who know the truth, of course, you know, we have great spiritual directors in our in our churches, uh, in our diocese, um, that we, from our listening areas, and to really know who to ask or where to look and find those right answers. Absolutely. To have, have that kind of unyielding spirit that you have, Michaela, I think it's it's something so centrally and essentially human. It's but at the same time, it's not uh, automatic. It's not something like like there can be an apathy that claims us. Like uh, I don't know. I mean, in a time of relativism, it's like well, whatever. You know that that kind of seems to be the contemporary response to most things is like whatever. You know, but to to really question that and challenge it and say no, I, I want to know what is the deal here because this doesn't make sense. That is that's fantastic. Yeah, and we're going to have to go on a quick break, but I would really like to delve into this more yeah. question asking on the other side of the break because I really feel it's something that each and every one of us needs to do more. And what a great time mm-hmm. to start doing that, but in Holy Week. Yeah, absolutely. The answer to all questions. Yes. All right, we are going to take a quick break here on Real Presence Live, but we'll be back with more audio goodness after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. 
This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, and we're back with Real Presence Live. Brad Grange, Neen Bitson, your host this morning, and we are speaking with Michaela Wolf, who is going through the RCA process, preparing to culminate here this Saturday evening at the Easter Vigil. Now, Michaela, one of the things that we didn't mention in the first uh, segment is that you're not just you know moving from you know uh, a, a kind of a non-denominational Christian Christianity to Catholicism. As a Mormon, you were never baptized growing up, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I I guess technically I was baptized in a sense, um, right. but according to the church, it wasn't valid. So, yeah. um, no, I was baptized when I was well baptized quotation marks um, <laughs> sure. when I was eight years old. Um, baptism by immersion, and so. Yeah, the three things that are needed for a valid baptism are water, um, form, which is just like words, um, mm-hmm. and then good intent. And so I had water. Um, I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, but the intent wasn't there. So Mormons um, don't believe in the same um, trinity, so right. it's not the same exactly. They triune the same God. theology of yeah. who God is, so you mm-hmm. can't be baptized into a God that's other than the one that you're professing. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, so yeah, it's, so you're preparing for baptism here this Saturday evening. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been an experience, I think, in and of itself. Um, I remember last summer um, when I was, you know, very deep into all the questions, mm-hmm. I was talking to my priest at home um, in Tioga, North Dakota, and I remember we were just talking, and I was said, you know, no, I was I was baptized when I was eight, and he goes, well, no, I don't think that's right, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, this is before I had decided officially to go through RCA. So I said, you know, if I decide to go through RCA, and I'm like, then I'm going to have to be baptized. And he was like, yeah, like you'll get to experience baptism. And yeah. I, it was something I didn't fully understand at the time, but going through the process, I've come to learn a lot about baptism and just the amazing graces that God gives us through it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's one thing that's, I think, striking when you're talking about how, you know, the move from Mormonism to uh, to Christianity was one where you were kind of awakened by this idea of grace, right? Mm-hmm. That, that God's grace is is constantly at work in us, right? Um, and, and you're going to be experiencing grace on a whole new level 
uh, starting this Saturday evening. I mean, you, God has already been clearly doing so much in you. It's like uh, an, an atom bomb of grace that's about to explode in in your soul, which is awesome. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I've obviously been thinking about it a lot, and it's. I honestly can't even fathom. You know what it's going to be like. It's just. God is just so good and yeah. so amazing. And yes, he's been so gracious to me mm-hmm. um, through my journey so far, but it's going to be on a whole other level, a very different experience for sure this weekend. So what has your journey through RCIA been like? What's that, what's that been for you? Yeah, so I guess, you know, coming into RCA, I didn't really know a lot about it. I just knew from my sponsors, you know, like this is, you know, you're going to be taking classes, you're going to learn about the faith. Um, but I think what I wasn't really expecting or didn't know that was going to happen was the growth that was mm-hmm. going to come out of it. I just kind of expected to go to a class and kind of be lectured more so. I don't know why that was my mindset, but I just kind of thought that, you know, we would go, we would hear different truths about the Catholic Church, and then they'd kind of send us on our way, and mm. we would just have to, you know, kind of sit and ponder these things for ourselves. But really what it's been is, you know, of course, we've been, we've gone through a lot. We've gone over <laughs> pretty much everything there is to go over about the Catholic Church, but um, it's also been a very big learning experience as well. It's been a very big growing experience. Um, and so it's not only just been learning about the faith, but it's been taking a dive into the faith. It's been getting our, our toes wet, you know, dipping mm-hmm. them in the water before we're able to just dive in this Easter. And so it's been a good experience to learn and grow about the faith, but also learn um, and grow in our relationship with the Lord as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just so fantastic. And I, I can only I only feel like the questions you've been asking has helped you go deeper and also the other candidates go deeper, mm-hmm. you know, in learning about the faith. And and so I just, I just want to applaud you for doing that uh, because, again, I can't reiterate enough to our listeners that we need to continue to ask questions. God wants us to ask right. questions. Yep. He wants us to, you know, go deeper and deeper. And, and that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, you ask questions when you care. Yeah. When you really want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the beautiful thing is that then we discover more richly him who is the answer to right, all of it. Right, right. And I think, you know, when you, you think of the course of Christian history, you know, and when there have been breakoffs, you know, different denominations that break off, a lot of times the right questions weren't asked mm, right, or, yeah. and the right answers weren't given yeah. at that time. And, and so it's just so important for us to do that as yeah, Catholics. You come to too quick and too easy of an answer sometimes and you don't deal, you don't wrestle with the difficulties adequately. Right. So I'm curious about, uh, about you, Michaela, as, as you've been going through the RCIA process, are there certain things that have just captured you, that have grabbed your heart? And are there other things that have been like a bit of a challenge along the way? Mm, yeah. Um, I think the Lord and just His holy presence in the Eucharist has mm. really just captivated me um, from the beginning. So when I started learning about the Catholic Church, it took me about five months um, of just like learning and growing to finally start believing in um our Lord's real presence in the Eucharist. Um, and so from there, you know, I, my desire to actually become Catholic has just grown. And so for about eight months now, I have been just longing with this very deep desire um, to receive our Lord in the Eucharist. And so and he has just fully captivated me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there have been 
some smaller things, you know, that I've been struggling with. I know, Brad, I think we talked about indulgences once sure, yeah. and now mm-hmm. that Common was one. a yeah. bit of a struggle for me yeah. in my understanding. Um, but no, I think just in my own personal experience, the Lord has been so good to me. Um, he has placed this deep desire within me just to become Catholic and to fully trust in the church and all that it teaches. And so, um, yeah, I would say as far as struggles, there have maybe been not so much with truth, but just some other things, you know, um, entering the church, I think, especially as a catechumen, you know, the devil does not want me to go through this process. Mm -hmm. And so, um, part of my experience with RCA has been kind of dealing with some of the attacks that he has Mm. been laying on me just because he knows that I am about to be completely and fully claimed by Christ in five short days. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but as we know, God always wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, with that, Michaela, are there, what are you looking forward to most this weekend? Yeah, I think I kind of alluded into it a little bit already, but I think, you know, I mean, everything is going to just be so good, mm-hmm. of course, but I am very much looking forward to finally getting to receive our Lord yeah. um, in Holy Communion for the first time, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's the source and summit of our faith. It's uh, it's just everything. Well, it's a radical truth. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it defies all reason, honestly. Uh-huh. I mean, that that God who creates the universe makes himself so humble and so accessible as to become our food. Like, he wants to be so close to us that he wants to come inside of us and, and you know, enter every cell of our bodies. You know, it's just a bizarre thing. It was it was wild enough when he becomes a little baby who is utterly dependent upon a, a human uh, man and woman, you know, but to become bread that, that can't move from one place to another. It, it, you know, it's, it's utterly dependent upon us to be reverenced and respected, and, and he puts himself so at our mercy in many ways, and all for the sake of, of penetrating us, of, of, of entering into us, and bringing the fullness of himself within us is well, just radical. And it's all real time. Yeah. It's it's all real present time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just so beautiful. One of the things that you mentioned, Michaela, that I, I think is kind of fascinating, and I think probably a lot of people don't understand this, even if they, if they have people going through the RCIA process in their parish, and uh, their parish... Uh, celebrates the scrutinies, which we've had these, you know, prior to this weekend, we've had the third, fourth, fifth Sundays of, of Lent, um, that these are what the church refers to as minor exorcisms. You said, I'm going to be fully claimed by Christ. What the scrutinies are is they're, they're these minor exorcisms that, that um, begin to rip us out of the domain of, of the evil one, which we fall under through our original sin, through the sin of Adam and Eve, our first parents, the, the fallen nature that we receive and this is all, it's all contained within the baptismal liturgy of a little baby. When, when we go to a, a, an infant baptism, it has all these different aspects that kind of lead up to the baptism with the RCIA process that's kind of protracted over the course of, of months. And I know you've gotten to experience at least one of the scrutinies, right? Yep, I got to experience two of them, okay. two out of the three. And so, um, I'm just curious, you don't always necessarily feel or sense something, but was there, was there anything that... that um, you noticed in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my first scrutiny, I would say not so much. I yeah. think it was kind of just like, Lord, I, you know, I didn't, <laughs> in a sense, I guess, want to put any expectations on our Lord. Right. Um, and so I just kind of went into it saying, you know, I know um, by truth what is about to happen to me. Um, but 
the Lord always provides. And so I think for my first one, um, I just got this great sense of peace, Hmm. honestly. And I was just, um, our Lord's love was just very real and very present. Um, And I would say I had a little bit more, I guess, of an experience um, for the second one that I experienced. Um, As I said, it's kind of been a difficult time a little bit Mm -hmm. in and of itself, um, just with the devil knowing that I am going to do a very good thing for myself. And so um, during this second scrutiny, I just had this image I'd like almost a vision, I would say, um, just of our Lord. As soon as, you know, I went through the process and the priest prayed over me and I'd gone through the scrutiny, I just saw the Lord kneeling right in front of me saying, I'm here Hmm. and I've got you. Um, And so he has just, he's been so good. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for you, Michaela, and for all those who are preparing to enter into the church through baptism, through reception to full communion. Um, to to experience this fullness, this richness, to become a te- for you a temple of the Holy uh, indwelling of the Trinity. I mean, this is huge. This is huge. Uh, yeah. We tragically we've run out of time for we this. We have, but but, but I just want to add one quick thing: is that for our listeners, you know, not all our listeners are Catholic. Right. There are people who tune in who are searching and and desiring you know, more truth as you have, Michaela. And I just want to take this moment to invite them to search and seek out the Catholic yes. Church in a fuller way, uh, that there are people who will help you along the lines. And, and we would just love, love, love to have you join us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being with us this morning, Michaela. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank excited you. excited for celebrating with you this weekend. Absolutely. I'm very excited as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right, we're going to have to take a quick break, but on the other side of the break, he's passing on the Catholic faith to our children. Find out how during our next interview on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 